Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 25 of The Weird Weird West. Traveling cross-country concludes today, and I know we're all tired. We're all beaten down. We're all excited to move on to whatever's next. But I just want to take a moment to acknowledge what might have been. We've been wandering through this desert for a few days now. We've been tracking all of our different resources, struggling to get from place to place. And this page, at last, sets us up for what comes next, for the destination. It says here, quote, Diplomacy points. In order to convince Alexander, Napoleon, and Genghis Khan to join forces against the Crozar for their own good, the heroes must earn a total of five diplomacy points, DP for short, on each of the leaders. Uh, that is DP for short, not to be confused with DP for shorty, uh, which is the name of the porno that Napoleon, Alexander the Great, and Genghis Khan did together. So the middle part of the adventure is coming into focus. We know we're out to gather diplomacy points. We need five each from Napoleon, Alexander, and Genghis Khan. And we're going to be spending many chapters schmoozing all three of them. Then we get a little section that, unfortunately, I have to be pretty cryptic about uh, because it's mostly spoiler, but I'll just seed this by quoting selectively. Quote, Have each hero make an amazing intensity intuition feat every time the heroes have traveled across country and arrived at a destination. If any of the heroes succeeds, inform them that they are sure that the trip did not take as much time as they would have expected. And then there's potential to make a similar role in the future, but we're not going to talk about that now. That would be getting ahead of ourselves in the story. None of our heroes are close to their first destination, let alone their second. So just know this page instructs the GM again about the future. Once the players are off this goddamn hexless hex map and finally reach a place where a thing is happening, it's time to make some extremely difficult reason rolls to possibly find a little used side path through this adventure. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, we get a description of running battles across the countryside between the forces of Khan, Napoleon, and Alexander which the super team is supposed to catch glimpses of just to kind of show them that there is this ongoing battle as they come ever closer to the story of this story. Braveheart, assorted superheroes, only five or six more rolls to avoid dehydration, only two more interruptions of the plot for hunting bison in the desert, only one more impossible to justify attack by German biplanes, and you will gratefully set your feet upon the actual plot once more. The judge is instructed on this page to start the 48-hour clock at this point. Remember that the Crozar will be launching their campaign to place a beta bomb in the mountains in 48 hours. So this is where we start that clock and track how long it takes the superheroes to move across the desert each time they go somewhere. And there are instructions about what to do next in the adventure, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. But I would be remiss not to mention that at the top of this page, there is a picture of one of those gigantic dinosaurs looming over Dodge City. I don't know that the image makes it out to be 20 stories tall, maybe 10 is more like it, but I'm going to be sticking with the 20 stories number because the dinosaur depicted here, while fucking huge, much bigger than a real-life T-Rex, uh, is not big enough to leave a crater-like footprint completely surrounding a Conestoga wagon. So, based on the artist's track record, I feel comfortable disregarding this as canon. The reason that this illustration appears on this page is because this page also holds... Shockingly, our only 
actual information about Dodge City in this adventure that is theoretically set in Dodge City. Dodge City is a place on this map. It's a place that the characters can go. They're not nearly there yet, but I feel comfortable talking about this now because this is the place in the book where the information is. We're not really going to retread this material later in the book. And Dodge City is currently being occupied by no fewer than three 20-story dinosaurs. So I feel like even if our heroes don't quite make it there in their initial foray into the desert, they're quite likely to notice the three tremendous T-Rexes towering over everything else in Kansas, just sort of chilling on the horizon, waiting to be encountered. We see the dinosaurs, we see Dodge City, we can talk about it now. Here's what the book says. And here I begin quoting on page 24. There are like two lines there. The rest of this is page 25. Quote, If the heroes decide to check out Dodge City, they find the town completely deserted, except for the three tyrannosaurs that have taken over the settlement as their home turf. They each have the statistics given in chapter 3. And more to the point, they are lacking the statistics that were lacking in chapter 3. Quote, the tyrannosaurs will flee if they are reduced to one half health or less. It goes on to say you can use the city map of like a few New York blocks that came in the advanced Marvel superheroes set. Just use that map, but remember that this is Dodge City and all of the buildings are one story tall and wooden and uh, it's really not much like New York at all. But I guess when we're talking about kaiju scale, like a city's a city. So this is not exactly the adventure location that we expected, but Defeating 720 total feet of dinosaur does sound like an adventure. You can't deny that. So in theory, if we wanted to say, fuck this 48-hour time limit, fuck the crows are, fuck the beta bomb, we're here for the Old West, we know on a meta level that this game is sold as being based in Dodge City, we're going to Dodge City. What happens then? What happens if we run off the dinosaurs and go into the city? Quote, Inside Dodge City's general store is a stockpile of 3,000 units each of food and water which I don't want to stop too much for this, but I cannot express to you how bonkers this is. Like, in 1876, in real life, five years after the date of this module, there were 1,200 people living in Dodge City. That means that the little Dodge City general store keeps enough food in stock on the shelves to provide a full day of sustaining meals to five-sixths of the men, women, and children in Dodge City. Not to mention that in the back of the general store, just in case there's ever a run on it, they like to keep 1,500 gallons of water which seems excessive for a city that's located on a river, but whatever. I'm not here to critique the practices of the Dodge City General Store. Much more outrageous to me than this drastically overstocked general store, more of a supermarket, really, is the following. Quote, There are no other clues or items of interest in the town. You'll remember that this book starts with like a detailed fiction piece about all the colorful characters living their stereotypical Old West lives in the sprawling expanse of Dodge City. There are no superheroes. It's just a full-on, short, scene-setting fiction piece about the sheriffs and the saloon girls. And remember little Ernie Caulfield going to try to get a message from his mom or the package or whatever from the male stagecoach? In the actual adventure that you play, there is nothing in Dodge City but three dinosaurs and one general store containing food and water. That's it. That is the Dodge City experience. I can't even... Having an adventure in Dodge City and all the action is in the surrounding desert, it's like doing a zombie apocalypse one-shot at Disneyland and all the zombies are in the parking lot. A total misrepresentation of what this adventure is about and such a waste. Dodge City is a fantastic setting. It's a, it's a legendary setting. And these dinosaurs are something. I mean, don't get me wrong, a 20-story dinosaur, that's, a, that's an image it's impressive, it's dangerous, but it's like 
We fought one first thing. They're on the random encounter table as well. We also fought a bunch of lizard people. It's like, by this point in the adventure, it's like, all right, we warmed up on the reptiles. Now it's time to go to Dodge City and do cowboy shit. And you go to Dodge City and what is it? Three dinosaurs and nothing else. Dodge City itself should be a challenge. It should inspire fear. Like the expression, get the hell out of Dodge. Dodge City is such a place that you don't want to be, at least in legend, that it is the archetype of a place you don't want to be. A place you need to get out of. And there is nothing of interest there. Just fucking disgraceful. The author has taken the hell out of Dodge. And that is not what I want out of a Wild West adventure. Keep Dodge hell. That's what I say. If I'm not getting shot at by bandits when I walk down the street, this is not the Dodge City I love. Nothing is the same here since these fucking dinosaurs moved in. Nature's greatest gentrifier, the T-Rex. Fuck them. Anyway, that's it for chapter 11. At least we're done. But I am angry and I am bitter that Dodge City was reduced to a flimsy set for dinosaur kaiju hijinks. Dino hijinks are great, but we could have had both. However, my disappointment is tempered by what's next. Quote, The first time the heroes begin to travel cross-country, they encounter Western heroes two hours into their travels. When this occurs, go to chapter 12, Desperados Afoot. Once again, just like with the crows are, no matter what direction you walk, once you've been out there a couple of hours, it is finally time for cowboys. Join me for that next time on MDC the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Thanks for listening.